there. I hope everybody is having a, a good and safe day and a good and safe week. Uh, like to welcome you here to the next uh, edition of the pep talk version of the uh, taking care of business podcast um, I have a very special guest today it marks the uh, actually the first time we've uh, had a member of the manufacturing community on our taking care of business podcast but today we're uh, welcoming Andy DeVree who is with Midwest Fastener Company and he's going to talk to us a little bit about kind of uh, you know how manufacturers are really kind of on that first leading edge of uh, the channel to experience some of the challenges from COVID and share some of what they've gone to to, uh, to protect the supply chain and also keep uh, supplying product to retailers out there. Uh, before we get into our talk with Andy though, I just wanted to catch up a little bit on some of the other things that we see going on out there and it, uh, um, you know, this obviously the situation continues to be very fluid. And that's one of the things I want to talk about here today. Not, not the fact that the situation is, is changing, but the my use of the term rather fluid. Um, before we get into some of the things we're seeing, I, I, I just think it's, uh, you know, at, with my with my background as a journalist and writer, I, I, I have these weird uh, proclivities that, <laughs> that seem to creep into my daily life. And one of them is, is recognizing how language changes based on things that are going on around us. And I've certainly uh, not only seen a lot of language changing, new, new phrases coming into vogue um, that, are, that are overused, and, uh, and I, I have certainly been guilty of overusing my share of phrases since this has uh, broken out, not just because uh, I've been writing a lot of things, but I've been doing this podcast now twice a week. And and as I listen to everyone after we after we get them done, I, I, I say, my gosh, how many times am I going to say the challenge we're facing, and you know, uh, and uh, the situation is fluid, and and stay strong, and all those kind of uh, those kind of things that become almost uh, uh, almost too cliche during these times, and. And as I started thinking on this, this may be my uh, maybe being locked down for three weeks or however long it's been now, but I started thinking about, you know, one of the things that, that is good and bad about the, the, the changing language and the, the emergence of things like these kind of cliches is that it signals that this situation is becoming more a part of our everyday lives. I almost used one of them there. I almost said the new normal, which is another one of the cliches. Um, but that we are adapting to the situation at hand and that we are all kind of in this shared situation together. So these common turns of phrase have become all too common. But, and I think part of that is good because that means we're, we're, we're beginning to realize how to work our way through this and, and that it isn't necessarily something that has now overwhelmed us, but it's something that we have, we have accepted and, and figured out how to work uh, within the constraints that are put on us. But the other bad part of this is, is something that, you know, I've, I've thought about several times as I've done this podcast and with, with everything that we're doing here is that we focus a lot on business and we focus a lot on um, how to stay positive and we focus a lot on what people are doing to try and keep things as normal as possible. But it's also important to point out that things have changed and things will likely not be different um, or we will not be able to 
sponge away these changes for our entire lifetime. And the most important thing is that we all learn from these things, from we learn from the situation in and we learn uh, that we're in and we learn um, how to not only run our businesses better, but hopefully we come out of this learning how to uh, treat each other better and how to value each other more. I know so many of the the listeners on here are small business owners and and I I know I'm somewhat preaching to the choir with this, but it is really uh, refreshing to see so many other organizations lifting up these employees who come in day after day and and work um, in often cases uh, for the lower end of the wage scale, but how important those jobs are that they are doing and how much they are worthy of our respect and admiration and I certainly hope one of the things that comes out of um, the COVID times is that we don't go back to normalizing the situation and we don't go back to forgetting how important these people are to our day-to-day lives. The truck drivers who bring us our food and, and, and bring you your supplies and the uh, individuals who help us fix our sinks and fix our water heaters and get the right paint and, and maintain our homes and the people who bring you your dinner when you're at a restaurant and so on, and how important it is that we don't trivialize their contribution to society, because right now they are the ones that are helping us keep your businesses and our businesses up and running. And I, again, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but I think it's a message that you know has certainly struck me and something that I want to make sure we all remember. And when we're, when we're getting all too comfortable with saying things like the new normal, um, I hope it doesn't trivialize or, or or make cliche what we're going through right now because it is truly unique and, and I hope it does. The biggest positive that will come out of this is that it does change our perception moving forward and it makes us realize a little bit more about how important everyone is to our society up and down the chain of what they do um, and that placing value on anyone uh, in and around what their profession is, is just a, a, a silly and, uh, and false construct that we've created and that we are truly all in this thing together. So um, that's about all I wanted to say this week. Um, you, you know, it's always good to hear from you guys about how you are holding up. And uh, aside from you know, my little soapbox rant that I just hopped off of. Um, I do want to say one of the things I continue to hear again and again from the independent retailers I talk to is telling me all the steps they are taking to keep their employees and their families safe. And it is truly, uh, uh, it, it is truly uh, admirable what you are doing. I know some of the things we're working on at NRHA, we really want to help everyone understand, everyone from your employees to your customers to, 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 to up and down the supply chain, what this concept of essential is. That, that you know, we, we've gotten people who have said, you know, I, I've had a hard time explaining why it's important that we're open, whether it's a customer saying, I can't believe you would be open right now, um, to, to trying to explain the concept to employees. And we want to help do that because it's not just about keeping your business running or keeping the doors open. It's about helping your communities. It's about helping homeowners. It's about helping that that uh, 
single mom whose sink is broken and needs to understand how to fix it and doesn't have anywhere to turn to, or, or, or helping the people in your community who, who, who are having issues with their homes um, that really rely on your operation for that kind of support. So look for some more stuff in the coming days out of NRHA to try and help explain this concept of what essential truly is. And, um, and we'll continue to address it here on this podcast. So with, with all that, I'm, I'm done now. Um, I am going to make a concerted effort to steering clear of some of the, uh, some of the cliches <laughs> that have emerged during this time. Keep me honest. If you hear me saying it, shoot me an email and say, Dan, you said the new normal four times in your last podcast. And I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll do something. I'll, I'll mention you on the podcast or I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll donate uh, some money to a food bank or something like that. But uh, thank you guys for being here and thank you for what you're doing and thank you. Make sure to thank your employees for what they're doing. Um, but for right now, let's sit back and, and I hope you enjoy our conversation with Andy DeVry. Hey, thanks everybody for uh, Hopping on uh, to listen to this edition of the Pep Talk podcast uh, with under the Taking Care of Business banner as uh, Dan Trottencheck and uh, uh, we we kind of have a little bit of a first here today on, on our podcast. Uh, we've talked to people from just about every uh, every uh, side of the channel, but uh, but Andy is the first individual we're going to have on from one of the industry's leading manufacturing companies. Uh, and today we're talking to Andy DeVries, president of Midwest Fastener. Andy, welcome to the show. Good to be here. I yeah. always appreciate the information you share, Dan, and uh, the perspective. And uh, it's an honor to be here. Well, thank you so much. I, I you know, I, I, I kind of give a little bit of a uh, um, qualifier for everybody I have on during kind of this pep talk series is, is you know, I, I wish we were talking under better circumstances, and I'd certainly love to have you back on the show when we can talk about all the, you know, exciting, innovative things Midwest Fasteners doing and not talk so much about, about all, these, uh, all these challenges that are facing the industry right now. So, so I, I thank you for taking time when in, in what I'm sure is a, a busy time for you. What, what, maybe we could start out, Andy, and you tell us a little bit about, it's interesting to, to, to talk to someone that's in the manufacturing sector with this, because I'd imagine the manufacturers were some of the first people that really kind of started feeling these effects as as things began happening overseas and so on maybe you could talk us through a little bit about how midwest fastener kind of first started uh you know seeing this and 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 what you guys have done since to kind of react to everything that's going on around COVID. yeah for sure uh what we initially saw early february january even um had no idea that we're going to be dealing with here on our own uh, soil so first, uh, China, of course, was affected, and uh, it was exaggerated the, the the concerns at first because we had the Chinese New Year, and then immediately after that, we started getting wasn't called COVID yet, but uh, the coronavirus delays that were affecting our supply chain, and um, we, we were monitoring the situation, keeping close connection on our supply chain partners. And we have a fairly diverse supply chain, so it's not just China. Um, our products are brought in varied locations based on um, where they're offered and where they're available. And, but right away, some of our orders were impacted, and we did experience some delays in, in receipt. Um, of course, what we saw then was uh, related only to concerns on getting product. 
Yeah. And, um, I wish I had stayed with that concern, but uh, yeah. quickly moved towards our own soil. Yeah. When you guys, you know, when it began happening um, and, and it began impacting, uh, you know, the U.S., what were some of the things, I mean, imagine like, you know, you guys are similar to every other company, but there's a lot of differences too, is, is I could work from home, maybe even you could work from home, but people that are assembling and packing and all that, they can't work from home. So, so what did you guys kind of do and what have you done to this point to kind of maintain that, that kind of workplace safety, but continue to, to, to provide the much needed service you guys provide? Yeah, there's really three different areas of our company. Uh, the part that uh, most of our listeners will relate to is our friendly rep that stops by and visits their store. That's what we're known for. That's our our, our identity and our, our connection. And while that's a, a huge strength and an appreciated uh, value, that's also in-person eye contact. And, uh, and, and the response there... Um, had to be tailored based on the state they're 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 in and uh, the restrictions they're dealing with. So uh, back at, at uh, our fulfillment centers, the, the, our first response was to move anybody who could work remotely to move them to their home. You and I, uh, Dan, have chatted in the past. Uh, we're not in the office most days, and uh, most of our people are not, and we've adapted to that pretty quickly. Um, but uh, as you referenced. You can't package fasteners from home, and you uh, can't pack them, uh, get them off a shelf and onto the UPS truck from home. So we've uh, been been creative in limiting the number of staff and uh, uh, shifting schedules around so fewer people are working in one time in one location. Anything that could be put off has been. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been a process, though. Uh, I'm not sure how specific you'd like me to get. A lot of the uh, little re the details are changing day by day on how to keep people safe. You know, I think that uh, um, it's it's the steps that everybody's taking. You know, I've talked to a number of distributors in the in the past couple of weeks because um, they're you know certainly one step closer kind of kind of to retail, but but they're dealing with the same issues. You know, they can't not run distribution centers. So much like you, they're doing a lot of that distancing and so on. Something else I wanted to ask you for kind of an interesting perspective on is I saw the last time I saw you guys face to face was at the Orgel market, yes. which was at the end of February. Since then, you know, there's been a number of shows that have been postponed or, or, or canceled, you know, no, notably, um, you know, Ace uh, had to go to more of a virtual market. Companies like Blish Mize went to a virtual market. I just talked to Steve Sinnott from Pro Group yesterday. They're going to do their merchandising conference as a virtual market. The National Hardware Show um, has been postponed. How, how have you guys, uh, I mean, it, it, like you said, this is a real face-to-face -face business in a lot of ways. How do you guys continue to make those connections with customers and, and you know, the distributors and so on when you don't have necessarily that kind of face-to-face -face venue to make contact in? Yes, definitely life-changing. Uh, you referenced the last show we were at together was uh, Orlando there, and it's changed since. Uh, initially, there was a, a lot, a lot more time in the schedule. Is is um, event after event was canceled. It was more phone calls and, and follow up that way, and uh, internally some other additional projects we had time for before it became too disruptive. 
um, our corporate relations have been by phone, a lot of video conferences. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new skill there. Our, our field force has, has really uh, had a wide variance in what they're dealing with. We've had some customers, not many, we've had some customers say, don't stop by. Uh, I'm limited to 10 uh, people in my, my building right now, and I can't have a Midwest rep be one of those people. Sure. That, that's uh, in one case. Uh, and then um, uh, others, uh, they're, we're seeing fewer customers a day. It's taking longer and, and still able to call on them. And there's parts of the country that are, uh, I wouldn't call it business as usual because there's, there's concerns and, and, and cautions, but um, it's close to business as usual. Yeah. And, and uh, it's interesting hearing that. When you're, you're talking to one of your, your reps, um, uh, maybe in New York, where it's, it's, it's locked down tight, don't go anywhere. And um, some in the central states where um, there's, there's cautious business as normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that we've seen, too, uh, is a lot of companies, uh, communication, you know, I hear it again and again, that communication um, is really been key to keeping things running. And, and there's a lot of companies, you know, whether it's in the distribution community, I, I think retailers in general on the independent side, we're usually would usually communicate pretty, uh, pretty freely with one another. Um, in fact, right now, we, we, we continue to host video conferencing, several kind of round retail roundtable groups a week at NRHA that are getting together to kind of discuss responses and so on. Um, are you guys also communicating with like other manufacturing companies and seeing how they're dealing with stuff and kind of sharing some of the challenges and what you guys are doing to overcome them? Uh, somewhat, uh, not, not as much with uh, fellow manufacturers that most of the communications have been with staff and, and with customers, some with, uh, with, with our peers in the communications, you could take it two ways. There's, there's one, there's a reassurance in hearing what remains the same. Right. With so much changing, um, getting the message out there that, hey, this is the same. We're still doing this and we're still taking care of business and this hasn't changed. That's important to, to communicate out there what hasn't changed. And then there's the, uh, there's the obvious communications of, hey, this schedule is now different. And um, be, be ready to, to uh, receive your shipment because um, it's still coming. And, and all those um, practical communications that have to happen. Communication is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of communication, you know, where you started and I'm kind of interesting, interested because we've gotten this question from some different people. How are you seeing kind of the supply from Asia these days? Has it, has it improved dramatically? Are we kind of making those connections once again from some of the supply lines that were, that were uh, cut off uh, early on in this or are, are, are there still challenges on that front? Those challenges are resolving. Uh, it would be uh, too much to say that they're resolved, but uh, that is not our concern right now. Uh, it is much improved. China has uh, uh, really stepped up their output. There's different countries in Asia that are now dealing with it. Um, I just saw recently that the, the lockdown in India is continuing and uh, been lengthened. And uh, so it's, it's going to be ongoing for a while, but uh, with deeper inventory uh, intentionally and uh, with, uh, with, with it loosening up, that is not the current change right now. We see that resolving. Yeah. What about, what about business overall? Pretty much everyone I've talked to, retailers, distributors to this point, uh, and, and the, the, the research that we're seeing kind of trickle out, 
is showing that right now, in fact, something I believe just came out this morning about retail, the retail sales report that showed while retail sales overall were down something like 8.6%, <clears throat> home improvement was up. Are you guys kind of seeing business in general up during this period or flat, or is it, is there enough disruption that it's still hard to tell? Uh, we're definitely experiencing some disruption. Yeah. So I, I'm hearing the same story you are uh, anecdotally on retailers where the, uh, the shelter in place in many, many um, locations has uh, led to some projects and uh, many retailers are selling different products but overall their their revenue is flat to to trending up uh, fasteners have not been a part of that category and and i understand um i i suspect that there are many fasteners in many other categories in the hardware store that are selling but the retailers aren't uh, worrying about first right now sure um we've had we have some customers who are under such restrictions that um, they're keeping stock on the, the cleaning supplies and, and uh, the protection. And um, yes, there is uh, outs in their fastener aisle, but they don't have time to worry about it right now. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy the industry is doing well, and I'm confident that uh, the categories that aren't experiencing the uptick most likely will. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where uh, I was talking to uh, Grant Farnsworth, the, and, and Farnsworth Group is kind of conducting their. COVID tracker study, and, and and he was talking about right now there are they're starting to see some some shifts in the categories that are doing well. Originally, paint was one of the big uh, categories that was doing well, and while it's still doing well, they're saying you know as might be expected, lawn maintenance, lawn and garden is kind of picking up as we as we go week by week through this, and I'd imagine. That, that when we come out of this, there will be some pent-up demand for those other projects. I mean, I, I can't imagine that too many people right now met, might be building decks or things like that, but, but once things get back to more of a semblance of normal, I, 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 I certainly hope that we're going to see some of that pent-up demand for those larger projects kind of kick back in, and hopefully that'll include a bunch of fasteners. <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, the, the first priority now is the safety, but um, following up on, on, on the pent-up demand in the projects, I, I can imagine that. The people who've had to spend a great deal more time at home uh, sheltering in their home that might make their, uh, they may have time for more projects right now, and I, I think that's going on, but their home might be even more of an important place to them, kind of a uh, uh, core necessity, if you will. And I think that will generate projects in, in uh, it's, it's an American um, habit or value to, to, uh, to nest like that. Um, I, I know that you guys, uh, you know, from the manufacturing side, you guys have a really strong, uh, connections through your sales team, but also just through through the programs you offer with retailers that you're, you, you know, uh, kind of beyond just a supplier, you're a fixture and, 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 a, and, a, and a pretty big part of a lot of retail stores. Are, are, you, are you hearing a lot? I mean, do you guys communicate a lot direct from retail? And if so, what, what, are, you, what are you kind of hearing back from your retail partners? Are there things that they're needing from manufacturers or things that, that, that you know, are just in general stories that, that, that they're sharing with you? guys i've been very impressed with our industry's flexibility uh the individual store managers or owners retailers uh it's been incredible how fast they've adapted they're facing the same challenges to stay open 
Uh, some stores have been forced to close, not many, but the, um, the development of the curbside pickup where you can go online or call ahead, pay with plastic and have somebody drop fertilizer in your car. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that got developed overnight. Very impressive. Uh, the focus on online sales, um, they're, they're, that's uh, increased. And anybody yeah. who didn't value that game or didn't see the need to get into it, they're doing it now. And, and, and these, these skills that they're learning will help. And we want to help. You, you talked about uh, suppliers helping. Any way we can help with the online selling, whether it's providing images or uh, tools for, for, for our sorting, filtering products uh, or, or, or fulfillment. Um, those are all tricks that we're, we're, we're fine tuning. We might've been doing it already, but not, uh, you know, it was one of our, our fringe benefits. Yeah. They're getting front, they're getting front and center real fast. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, again, that's been a, some themes that have developed over our conversations on here have been this agility and this ability, uh, for retailers, manufacturers, everybody really to, to react so quickly because, you know, I, I, you and I talked briefly about this, but at NRHA now, we've been in a work from home protocol that it'll be a month this week. And, and prior to the COVID outbreak, we had already been talking about just kind of with the way our staff operates and so on. Look, we, we had set up a team and we were exploring work from home as kind of a, a, a potential option for, for some NRHA employees. So we felt like we were you know, a little bit ahead of the curve on, on, on the work from home. But once it happened and you have to do it, it there is no choice. It, it, you know, it's a living experiment, if you will. And I think a lot of retailers, manufacturers, distributors are going through that living experiment where, man, we're figuring it out in real time. Are, are there lessons that you, you guys are learning at Midwest Fastener kind of about the way you do business or, or, or the way you operate um, that, that, you could, that, that you think might carry on beyond uh, what we're doing right now? I think so. Uh, the work from home uh, topic is, is one of them. Uh, we were not ahead of the curve <laughs> <laughs> like where you were on that. That was not how we were doing it. And um, it was very limited uh, as needed in the past. And we got up to speed very fast. I was, I was kind of proud of ourselves how quickly we got there. Um, it's not the same. You can't pretend that being in the office isn't necessary, but um, being flexible and, and getting the tools to the team uh, to allow them to excel, even if it's, if they're sitting uh, you know, at their dining room table, uh, getting the, the tool, the technology to allow them to collaborate it'll happen then you're giving them the tools to, to, to make it possible. Um, I do believe that skill will, uh, will, will, will carry on whether it's uh, uh, productivity while traveling or uh, collaboration with people uh, across the, the, the U S and, and making fewer in-person meetings necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, again, one of the things right now we're talking on a video conference and, and technologically, I was certainly uncomfortable with that before this happened. But now it's it's almost after after a month of doing it, like second nature. Click a few buttons, and you're looking at someone and talking to them. And and, and so that's a skill that I think I'll take out of this. And, and as you said, I'll probably have more meetings. I mean, going from maybe being part of one or two meetings a year like this to I'll probably make this a part of my normal kind of interaction uh, once we move beyond that. And and so. So as you look at some of the 
upside to it. Maybe we're all learning some new skills that'll transfer into, into so. post-COVID. Yeah. I think so. When you have to figure it out, um, once you have, you can use it going forward. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, is there anything that you could pass along in terms of, of advice or positive feedback or something that, that, you know, you guys have heard or just something you'd like to pass along to our listeners uh, about how you keep a company up and running and, and, and keep fulfilling stuff and how you keep motivated day by day and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a balancing act. Uh, the balancing the priority to be safe, uh, safety of the team, the safety of your customers, uh, maintaining the essential business. It's um, I, I'm sometimes torn between feeling the need to, hey, I have to fill these orders. We have essential businesses. There's some great stories of where fasteners are being used to make face shields, and, and uh, we want to serve that need. At the same time, bringing on a, a, a building full of staff and, and thinking about um, putting people at risk. And, and finding that right balance. But um, again, I, I've been impressed with our industry and, and, and retailers in general, the, the ingenuity on adapting the practices, uh, the suppliers uh, changing schedules to be safe and still fill that need. Yeah. Our, our industry has, 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 I think, strengthened through this. And there's gonna be some post-COVID skills um, that, that are going to benefit all of us. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think that, you know, no matter how long this, this persists, I mean, you know, the, the, the positive side to all of it. And, and listen, I mean, when we do these podcasts and I, and I talk about, we try it, we want to make them positive and have a positive message. It's not in any way to diminish the the severity of the situation we're all facing, but listen, you can turn on the news or pick up a newspaper. If you remember what those were and you can, uh, uh, you know, you can get all kind of the, the serious, you know, side of, of what we're facing. And so just the keeping it keeping it light and keeping it positive and keep focusing on the good things that people are doing and learning out of this i i, I think it's something that we can all focus on and i'm glad to hear you guys are are focusing on that as well and and that whole balancing act is really one of them i i, I have not talked to any retailer distributor or, or manufacturer who says you know i i don't care i'm 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 i'm, I'm going like gangbusters and we want to just rack up you know, some sales right now, everyone is very seriously balancing what are we doing versus how, you know, understanding that we're, people are going to be put at risk, but we're performing some essential functions here. And, and, and how do you, how do you reconcile that and how do you get comfortable with it? And, and, you know, from what you're saying, you guys obviously are dealing with that same kind of concern and issue on the manufacturing side. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, Talking about a positive note also, our industry leadership, uh, whether it's the leadership in distribution, uh, the NRHA, the pro-LBM, uh, everybody stepped up and worked with legislators and said, hey, uh, our communities need these essential businesses. And uh, that was a, a great start. It was swift. I appreciate that. That's a positive that I saw happening out there, bringing people that are competitors at one level together. But... Um, bringing them together and saying, hey, let's help our communities this way. And then that guy was followed by individual leaders within these communities uh, stepping up and, and doing the same thing and, and balancing safety and necessity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and balancing all of that with the understanding that, 
that people want to work. I mean, people want to come to work and do things and be productive and, 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 and earn money. And, and I've, I've referred to this so many times, but early on, one of the retailers we we're talking to said what a privilege it was for them to be able to come to work when so many of their friends w w didn't have that option because they were being closed down as non-essential. And, uh, and uh, all that is really important. You know, I, I should have started our conversation. I apologize that I didn't asking, how are you personally doing? Everybody in the Midwest family doing well? And, and you guys, I mean, there's a very personal aspect to this. So being cooped up in your home with your, with your, with your families and your and extended families in some cases, are you guys all doing well? Actually, all things considered, yes, we are. I'm uh, very uh, blessed to be able to share that no one in the Midwest family uh, that I know of, none of our associates at, at any level have experienced uh, COVID in their families, uh, themselves or their families. And uh, that's actually really amazing that number of people have not experienced it. Um, so we're doing well that way. The the video conferencing and, and the, the spreading out schedules and all that is good, but I really miss sitting around the table with a box of donuts. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's just not the same, but uh, we are doing well. I appreciate you asking. Well, hey, is there anything else you wanted to add, Andy, or anything in closing? I appreciate you being on again. I, I, what my, my final thought would be to keep the communications going. You, Dan, and, and everybody uh, sharing with their teams, sharing with their, their, their customer base, here's what remains the same. Uh, these difficult times bring out some real strength in our industry, but also our nation. I, I think we're built on uh, ingenuity and individualistic. Here's what's best for this situation. And um, there's some there's some difficult times and some very sad uh, uh, anxieties, but there's some beautiful strength coming out too through this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and and the the, the more you hear about it, the longer this stretches on, the more of those stories are the kind of stories that give you hope that we are going to be through this someday and and hopefully soon andy i'll i'll see it another market and, and you'll be back at that table with a box of donuts talking to all your employees about all the exciting marketing programs and and, and programs midwest is rolling out for the next uh, for the next season and, and and i hope to have you on again in those in those better times and we can talk about all that kind of stuff but thank you for being with me today thank you i'll take that rain check take care all right, thank you